Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 34, Joe Tantrum and the Spanish Toro. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, the little goop, Joe Tantrum, travels to Spain, where she encounters a fantasy-like house and a very angry Spanish bull, which is Toro in Spanish. So I'm sure you can guess why today's goop is named Joe Tantrum. It's because she throws temper tantrums when she doesn't get her way and when she grows angry. I'm sure you don't know anybody who would ever do such a thing. So you're going to have to find out all about it in today's story. So listen to the story. And on the other side, I'm going to tell you how you can see all the photos that go with this story and how you can write your own story ending for Joe Tantrum and the Spanish Toro. Joe Tantrum normally was nice. They did not have to call her twice, for she would cheerfully obey in quite a willing sort of way. She usually did, so I mean, sometimes she made an awful scene. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a tempestuous young goop named Joe Tantrum. Joe Tantrum had a will of iron and a heart of gold. Most days, she was full of laughter and cheer, and she was rather hilarious in her own unique way. But on her off days, Joe Tantrum was a force to be reckoned with. She could throw a temper tantrum like no other. If there was a world record for the fiercest temper tantrum, Joe Tantrum would have won it. Sometimes it was the tiniest little thing that would set her off, and when it did, she would explode like a volcano that had been bubbling for a thousand years. Her yells and screams could be heard throughout Goop World. No one wanted to be anywhere near Joe Tantrum when she blew up. Her mother finally insisted that she carry around a fan to calm herself down when she flew into a rage. One day at the beginning of spring, when everything was green and the air was full of mystery and promise, Joe Tantrum set out to meet her good goop friend, Yelcom. Yelcom loved to yell and scream as loud as he could, and he got along smashingly with Joe Tantrum. When the two of them were together, they would have contests to see who could out-yell the other. It was a tough call, because they were both experts at yelling and screaming. All of the other goops fled when Yelcom and Joe Tantrum joined forces. No one could bear to listen to them. So Yelcom and Joe Tantrum would often sneak away to hidden places to practice their yelling. On this particular day, Yelcom had told Joe Tantrum about a secret secluded cave deep in the woods where they could meet and yell and listen to the echo of their voices and no one would hear them. 
As Jo Tantrum walked towards the woods, she practiced her tantrum moves. She jumped up and down and flailed her arms around wildly. Far above in a tree, three little owlets looked down on her with the most puzzled expressions. They had no idea what she was doing, but they did think she looked rather hilarious. They started to giggle, and Joe Tantrum immediately looked up and saw them staring back down at her. Are you laughing at me? Oh well, I don't care. I can throw the best tantrums ever, and I just need to practice. Watch this, said Joe Tantrum, as she spun herself in a circle so quickly she was almost invisible. That was pretty good, chirped one of the owlets. Why, thank you replied Joe Tantrum, as she gave a little wave with her fan and carried on. She continued on deeper into the forest until she heard Yelcom calling her name. Joe Tantrum! Joe Tantrum! Where are you? Come and find me! Joe Tantrum loved this kind of game, so she listened carefully to the echo of Yelcom's voice and followed it through the woods. Finally, she came to a clearing, right where she could hear his voice vibrating, but she couldn't see him. I'm here, Yelcom. Where are you? She called out. Over here. Over here. Wait, over here. Over here. Called back Yelcom, as his voice bounced from spot to spot all over the forest. Joe Tantrum turned around in circles as Yelcom's voice traveled through the trees. She couldn't see him, and she began to grow frustrated. Stop it, Yelcom, and show me where you are, she screamed out in an irritated tone. I'm right here. I'm right here. here. I'm right here. here. He yelled back here. as his voice here. bounced all over the forest again. Joe Tantrum could feel herself growing angrier and angrier, and soon her face turned red, and her arms flailed, and her feet kicked all over the place. She escalated into full tantrum mode as she screamed out, Stop it! And tell me where you are, or I will never play with you again! She screamed and turned so quickly she could hardly see. She was blinded by her own tantrum, and it was at that exact moment that she tripped and fell deep into a forest cave that swallowed her up and silenced the forest. Chapter 2 Joe Tantrum began to turn around and around in tight little circles in what felt like a dark tunnel. Every so often, she could feel herself bump against a stone wall, and then she would bounce back and start twisting again. After several minutes of this, light started to creep into the tunnel, and Joe Tantrum landed on a stone step. She looked around. She found herself in a narrow, winding staircase. She glanced up and then down, and the staircase seemed to go on endlessly in both directions. Not knowing what else to do, Joe Tantrum decided to start moving, and she chose to go down the steps. Down and down she went until she came to a small, carved wooden door that looked as if it belonged in a magical storybook. Joe Tantrum reached up and slowly twisted the handle and pushed the door open. 
A visitor. A visitor. Who have we here? Chimed a very excitable voice. Joe Tantrum looked around and didn't see anyone. Here, here. You've almost spotted me. Just look up. So Joe Tantrum looked up to see a tiny white mouse with pink eyes sitting on the edge of the doorway. Why, hello there, little mouse, said Joe Tantrum. Well, buenos dias to you too. And you can call me Vato, replied the mouse. Vato it is then, and buenos dias to you too. Where am I? asked Joe Tantrum. You, my bonita, are in España, at the Casa Bacho, in Barcelona. Oh, as some may say, Casa of the Sleeping Dragon. As you can see from the architecture, the Casa is a magical place. Joe Tantrum looked around. She had never seen a Casa quite like this. The walls and windows were curved. There were mysterious colored glass windows and walls that looked as if they were covered in climbable spiderwebs. It was weird and wonderful. This casa is quite enchanting, said Joe Tantrum, as she started to climb up the spider web wall. Oh, no, 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 no. You cannot just do that. You are a guest in the house of Casa Bacho. Why do you just climb the walls? Asked Vato. Just because they look so fun, replied Joe Tantrum. Well, here at Casa Bacho, things can be a bit fragile and they demand respect. So please, don't climb the walls. Joe Tantrum could feel herself growing more and more frustrated. She was heating up and she felt like a tantrum could erupt at any moment if she didn't get her way. She stomped her foot very hard as Vato stared at her with a quizzical look on his face. He had watched many visitors come through Casa Bacho, and he knew there were some that behaved badly, but he wasn't quite sure what Joe Tantrum was up to. Watch yourself, he warned. But Joe Tantrum was already escalating into full tantrum mode. She tried to wave her fan to calm herself down, but her arms were flailing around and she couldn't control them. My, what a temper you have. If you don't watch out, you will awake the sleeping dragon, said Vato. The what? screeched Joe Tantrum as she stomped her foot. The sleeping dragon. This house is a sleeping dragon. Just take a look at the roof. Joe Tantrum stuck her head out the window and glanced up at the roof. It was indeed covered in shimmery green and copper-colored scales, and it looked like a dragon. I don't care about the dragon. I want to climb the spiderweb wall, she hissed as she began climbing. Vato just shook his head as he put his tiny mouse claw under his chin. Dios mio, el dragon will not be happy about this. Joe Tantrum ignored the warnings of Vato as she continued scaling the spiderweb wall while having a tantrum. She was almost to the top 
when the entire Casa Bacho began to shake and rumble. It felt like an earthquake. Joe Tantrum clung to the wall as it shook violently. Then a booming voice filled the house, saying, So, you have a temper, do you? Do you know what it is like to be on the other side of a temper? Do you know what it is like to witness a temper? I think you don't know at all, and I think it is time you learned. The hairs on Joe Tantrum's neck raised. She glanced around as she clutched the spiderweb wall. She looked down at Vato, who just sighed. Now you've done it. She looked out a nearby window to try and catch a glimpse of the sleeping dragon. Instead, she saw two fierce eyes looming in a dark, cloudy sky. They were staring right at her as a gale blew in through an open window and sucked Joe Tantrum right off the spiderweb wall and carried her out the window into the eye of a storm cloud. Chapter 3 Joe Tantrum clung to her tiny fan as the force of wind carried her through a dark sky until it flung her to the earth below. The weather instantly changed from dark and stormy into a dry, hot summer day with the sun beating down. Joe Tantrum landed on dusty brown earth. She found herself in the middle of an empty stadium. She stood up and shook herself, partly to dust herself off and partly to make sure she wasn't stuck in a dream. The stadium was an enormous dirt ring encircled by a red fence. Surrounding the fence were rows and rows of bleachers circling the stadium perimeter. No one else was there. Joe Tantrum was all alone. It was as if she was in the middle of a huge stage and was supposed to give a performance, but no one was there to watch. Joe Tantrum thought back to what she heard in Casa Bacho right before she was whisked away. Do you know what it is like to witness a temper? I think you don't know at all, and I think it is time you learned. Her eyes grew bigger as she glanced around, and she could feel fear creeping up from her toes. Something was about to happen. When Joe Tantrum got scared or angry, she forgot to breathe. She started gulping in very short breaths. <gasps> as she looked around again, still nothing and no one, but she could feel something. There were two large wooden doors at one end of the stadium. They were closed tight. Joe Tantrum began to run around. As she ran, she called out, Hello! Hello! Anyone here? Her voice faded into silence with no response. After calling out several times with no response, Joe Tantrum could still feel an identified presence. She was growing more agitated by the moment. Her breath was short and fear was creeping up her body. She started to stamp her feet and twist her arms wildly in the air. Then she called out, I know you're here. Where 
are you, whoever you are? Her tantrum went full scale and dust flew up in the air so quickly that soon Joe Tantrum couldn't even see her own fingers in front of her face. She heard a grunting sound off in the distance, but she couldn't see that far. Then she heard the closed gates slowly creak open. Joe Tantrum grew even more frantic and she started to run. She had no idea which direction she was going, but her running kicked up even more dirt and made things worse. She felt her little fan clutched in her hand and she stopped. She started fanning herself and breathing slowly. She knew she had to calm down if she wanted to find her way out of the arena. Joe Tantrum stood still in one spot and counted in ten deep breaths. One, two, three, four. By the time she got to ten, her heartbeat had slowed and she was feeling a little better. The dust in the air was beginning to settle. She stood in place for several more minutes until all the dust had disappeared and the air was clear again. There, you see, I'm just fine, she said to herself. Then she heard a deep grunting sound not too far away. Joe Tantrum turned to face the opposite end of the stadium. And there, Standing in front of the closed gates was the largest bull she had ever seen. And he looked like he was about to erupt. Chapter 4 Joe Tantrum had never seen a bull in real life. She glanced around, and in a flash, she realized that she was inside a bull ring the kind of bullring she had read about in books. The kind where the bull fought with a matador, waving a red cape. The kind of bullfight where sometimes the handsome matador was killed by the bull. Joe Tantrum remembered reading that the bull got enraged by the cape that the matador swung around, and that oftentimes the bull had been tortured before being let loose in the ring. None of this boded well for Joe Tantrum, and she knew it. She looked at the bull at the opposite end of the ring. He shuffled his hooves in the dirt and grunted. Joe Tantrum could feel his anger and frustration from across the stadium. She looked at her little fan and realized she was no match for a raging bull that weighed well over 1,000 pounds. The bull did a little dance back and forth across the ring, all the while keeping one eye on Joe Tantrum. She didn't move. She didn't want to give the bull any reason to charge. For the first time in her life, Joe Tantrum thought her experience in being enraged and throwing expert tantrums could help her. She knew how the bull felt. She knew how it felt to be so angry that you couldn't think and that you just wanted to kick and scream and run and jump. If anyone could understand a tantrum, it was Joe Tantrum. 
and she decided to use it to her advantage. Jotantrum stared at the ground and silently counted to ten again. Her heart felt like it was about to burst from her chest, and she knew that she had to calm down if she was to handle this situation. Then she looked up and smiled at the bull. He cocked his head and stared back. He seemed puzzled. She kept smiling, and the bull kept staring. Then Joe Tantrum spoke. Senor Toro, may I call you that? she asked. The bull didn't say a word, but he nodded his head. Senor Toro, I think I know exactly how you feel. You're probably enraged, and with good reason. This bullring is designed so you can fight. And my guess is you probably don't even want to fight. But you're forced to. I don't want to fight either, Senor Toro. But I do know what it feels like to be angry. Before Joe Tantrum could finish her sentence, the bull was charging straight at her. Joe Tantrum turned and ran for a nearby wall. And then she scrambled like she had never scrambled in her life. She clawed and climbed her way to the top of the wall and flung herself over the top just in the nick of time. Once safely over the wall, Joe Tantrum peeked over the edge to see Senor Toro staring back at her. You don't know how I feel. No one forces you to fight against your will, do they? Asked the bull. No, you're right. They, they don't. I don't want to be in this bull ring any more than you do, answered the bull. Maybe I can help get you out, replied Joe Tantrum. I can climb walls and unlock locks, she answered with a smile. You would do that for me? You aren't afraid? Asked the bull. Well, maybe just a little, but I'll take my chances. You don't deserve to be forced to fight, replied Joe Tantrum. You're right. I don't. No one does. This is what you must do. Senor Toro told Joe Tantrum where to find the keys to the bullring, and she did. She went to the back gate, and with a little tremble in her hand, she unlocked it. Senor Toro walked right through the back gate of the bullring, and no one but Joe Tantrum saw him. He looked at her and said, Gracias, senorita. And Joe Tantrum flicked her fan and gave him a little curtsy. Where are you going to go now? asked Joe Tantrum. To go and be with my family, of course, responded Senor Toro. That is all I have ever wanted. Me too, but I don't know how to go home, answered Joe Tantrum. I can help you with that. Just follow me. So Joe Tantrum followed Senor Toro into the Spanish mountains. Deep into the mountains they went until they met up with Senor Toro's family. This is where I bid you Arios, just do as I told you, and you will arrive safely back at home. 
I will do exactly as you said, said Joe Tantrum as she turned to leave. Then she stopped for a moment, turned and looked back, fluttered her little fan over her face, and said, Gracias, with a wink. The bull laughed, and off Joe Tantrum went. She found a quiet spot deep in the Spanish countryside. Then she closed her eyes and gently fanned her face as she began to count. One, two, three, four. By the time she reached 17, she was so calm that she felt as if she would nod off. She jerked her head and opened her eyes, and there she was in her own bedroom back in Goop World. She quickly skipped out her front door and set off to find Yelkum to tell him all about her adventures, but he was nowhere to be found. Yelkum was deep, deep underwater, yelling where no one could hear him. But that is a tale for another time. So that's it for this episode of Goop Tales. And I hope you enjoyed it. I am going to ask you a favor if you did. I would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review for Goop Tales because those reviews are what allow me to get rankings in iTunes so that I can keep producing Goop Tales every week. And if you don't know how to get to iTunes, you can just go to gooptales.com and on the very front page of the site is a link to iTunes where you can leave a review. So now, if you would like to see Joe Tantrum and all of the other characters, including Senor Toro, from this Goop Tale, just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 3434. And you will be able to see all of the photos that go with this story. And you're going to get to see Casa Bacho, which is a real magical house in Barcelona, Spain. And you'll be able to see the roof of the sleeping dragon. And make sure and find all of the tiny little Joe tantrums that are hidden in every photo. She is in every photo. You just have to look hard to find her. It's like a little puzzle. And on that same page, you will be able to download the first half of this story. And I invite you to write the second half. Use your own imagination and write a story ending for Joe Tantrum and the Spanish Toro, and you can send it into Goop Tales to be published for the rest of the world to read. And if you don't want to write a story ending, but you have a story idea, you can submit your story idea for Goop Tales on the front page at gooptales.com. Just might be turned into a Goop Tale. So that's it for this week. And I will see you next time where we meet Yelkum deep, deep underwater, yelling where no one can hear him. So until then, make every day a goop day. And make my day even better 
by telling all of your friends that you know would love Goop Tales about Goop Tales so I can keep spreading the word. 